Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. It's Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey and myself, talking investing, finance, and retirement. And important birthdays in retirement planning is our topic of conversation this week. We're going to go through uh, some milestones and some things to think about when you're looking at that from a planning standpoint. What's going on, Matt? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Mark. I am doing well. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Hanging in there, enjoying a little sunshine right this minute at the time we're taping this. So, Hey, I just got some sunshine myself. We there just got go. back from spring break. And, nice. Uh, Thankfully, you know, it's always questionable when you plan these trips, right? Am I going to have good weather, bad weather? What do we plan? Right. How far in advance do we? But um, we had absolute perfect weather. I mean, it nice. was uh, it's warm and sunny um, all the days we were there. So Where'd that you go? was a success. Uh, we went down to Clearwater, Florida, a place okay. that I'd never been before. All right. Fantastic. And um, we were in Tampa for a couple of days, saw um, the Blue Angels do their air show down Ooh, there at the base. Nice. It was very fun. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, then we uh, headed over uh, after that was done. That same day, we went over to check in over at, on the beach over at Clearwater. So there you go, nice. My son's senior year of high school. So we and, and all the kids had their coinciding uh, the week off for school. So um, we decided to, to go down and enjoy. And yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. sunshine and uh, a field tanner. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, right. Got out of Dodge for a few days, so that's good. That's right. Yeah, we're back to Michigan, and uh, we won't talk about the weather here. Yeah, today, okay. So. All right. Well, well, we'll talk about birthdays instead. We'll get into these. Uh, so that sounds I, good. I turned 50 a few months back, Matt, and so the government gives us this little thing. When we turn 50, that's our first milestone. We can play catch-up if we need to. Tell me about that. Well, yeah. Happy birthday to you, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, 50 is a great age um, for a lot of reasons, but... Uh, when it comes to retirement planning, um, yeah, you're eligible at age 50 for catch-up contributions. So what the what are those? Uh, IRAs, Roth IRAs. Um, each year, the IRS says you can contribute so much. That's mm-hmm. This year, you know, six thousand dollars. But once you reach age 50, you're eligible for a catch-up contribution. So 50 and older, you can add another thousand dollars contribution and stuff it into that retirement plan. It's kind of like a bonus to get more money into your retirement plan faster. Um, before you retire. Right. Um, this is this also applies to 401k plans and simple IRAs and all, all our retirement vehicles. So age 50 is the m- first most notable birthday in retirement planning, and you're eligible to put away more money into your retirement plan. Yeah, so you got 1000 you could put into the one account over the course of the year, extra 1000 You got 7500 you could put into the, or 6500 excuse me, uh, into the other type of account over the course of the year. I mean, you add that yeah. up, let's just say 50 going up to like 67, if that's full retirement age. I mean, it's 17 years of added money. That can make a nice dent. So... Yes, so, it can. Yeah. So don't don't forget to take advantage of those. Yep. Um, and it's you can use it for tax purposes as well. So yeah, you get a tax you. deduction for that for those uh, pre tax and in the four hundred one k and the traditional IRAs. There you go. Simples. Okay. Subs. All right. Now most of us Matt are familiar with the fifty nine and a half, and we're going to do that one in just a second. But there's a there's one before it. It's very similar, but there's a couple of caveats to it. So it's the age fifty five. What's going on here? Yes. So um, there's a there's a couple of things that can happen at age 55. When you're planning for retirement, if you're going to retire early, um, when you leave your job at 55, uh, in the year you turn 55, you can retire. And if your 401k 
403B, whatever, stays with the, the plan sponsor that you just left, mm-hmm. um, meaning you don't roll it over to your IRA first. But if it stays with the plan sponsor, you can take withdrawals out of that as if you were 59 and a half. Without well, normally, penalty, when you're right? 55, if you just take a withdrawal, there's a 10% federal penalty. So right. you want to yeah. avoid penalizing yourself because when you pull out of these plans, often, most times, there's income. The, the money that you take is taxable as income. But if you are retiring at 55 and you leave that money in the employer-sponsored plan, you can take distributions penalty-free, not tax-free necessarily, but penalty-free. So you still pay income taxes on what you take out. And also there's a IRS rule uh, called 72T. That's a distribution that you have to take for you can pull out money early out of a retirement plan for that as early mm-hmm. as like 55, but you got to take the same amount out for five years. Uh, so there's a little caveat. There's a little caveat but, there. Yeah. But 55, if you want to retire early and you say, Hey, I think we can swing it. Definitely do some planning first, but um, you can access those retirement funds without a penalty. Yeah. And again, that key piece in there is that it's from the job that you just left. So just make sure you keep that in mind. So can't roll yeah. it over. Right. And don't, then of course, don't move your money. Before yeah. Don't move us. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then of course you mentioned the 59 and a half. So we'll just briefly run over that one, but that's the one most of us realize. And it's always goofy. Like that whole half year thing is just strange, but anyway. Yeah. 59 and a half. Um, the IRS allows you to start to withdraw money from your qualified retirement accounts without a penalty. So um, think 401ks, think IRAs, Roth IRAs. Roth also has another rule about five years, but 59 and a half is generally that age. Now also, Mark, the uh, annuity companies, if you used an annuity for your investment, those operate by those same retirement rules because they're a retirement vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if I put money into an annuity early on, let's say I buy one when I'm in 45 years old, um, really you can't pull money out of an annuity before 59 and a half either, or you pay that 10% penalty. Um, so 59 and a half is that, uh, let's call it uh, you're age 18, you're an adult or you're age 21 and you you know, it's one of those notable ages in that you can access the retirement plans without penalty. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yep. And most of us are aware of the 59 and a half. So we're, you know, we're comfortable with that usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're getting close to that time frame, I, I actually had a client that was close and they were going to take out some money and buy a Corvette. Oh, okay. And uh, he was going to take it out of his IRA. And I said, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. I said, you might want to take that car loan for just for six months beforehand, because if you take this money out of your IRA, mm-hmm. you're going to pay a penalty on it. First, you got to turn 59 and a half. Then you can take that money out without the penalty. He was going to pay tax on it anyways, but right, right. Um, because he heeded my advice, they avoided a 10% penalty on that money. And they were thankful for and that. They probably, so. Yeah, they probably got the uh, the small car note for a less percentage rate than that. So, yeah. Yeah. And he only had to have it for six months, like I said, until he turned 59 and a half. And then I said, then you can then go ahead and okay. tap that account. So beware. It's just not smart to pay unnecessary penalties. Yeah. Little, little strategy there. I like it. Steep as 10%. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. So let's move to 62 Pretty sure that we all, the next couple ones we're all aware of, but we're going to touch on them anyway. So 62, you can finally access Social Security if it's the right move. That's right. So age 62 is one of those uh, ages where you qualify to get your Social Security early. Most of us are going to have a full age. Well, I I don't want to say most. Um, Yeah, most of your full age, we'll talk about that 
in a moment, but uh, 62 is when you can withdraw early. The only way to get social security before age 62 is if you are married and you lose a spouse and there's a widow's benefit that starts actually at age 60, you're eligible for a widow or widower's benefit. But other than that, age 62 is the early draw age for social security, but beware it may not be the best financial move for you because there's always a discount on how much you'll start receiving monthly. So you want to get an estimate, go to ssa.gov. That's the Social Security Administration's website and put in your information and get an estimate. Um, and you want to compare them and uh, definitely give us a call. We can go through with you and kind of show you how to maximize your Social Security benefits. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of times when we're planning with people, we talk, if you're, if you're married, and you guys want to start that income early, generally we'll, we'll, we'll start one of you early. Strategically, I, I always like to have one um, go till full age or even beyond just to increase the benefits that you'll be receiving. But some people, like uh, if you have a ge- old General Motors pension, like a lot of folks around here do, they're going to start your pen whenever you start your pension, let's say you age 60 and start that pension. Um, once you reach 62, General Motors now, their pensions were went to the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, the PBGC, and they reduce your pension amount, excuse me, by the amount of your Social Security automatically. So uh, some pension plans will do that. They'll automatically reduce by the amount you would receive at Social Security. So if you're not prepared for that and you're already getting your pension, um, most people will file because they can't you know, if they don't have enough reserves to 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 spread the gap to let their social security grow for later. So yeah, definitely always give us a call. We'll help you analyze that. Our our office number is 989-401-2949. 989-401-2949 and we can run a social security estimate for you. Yeah, definitely want to make sure that you're figuring out the right time to turn it on. A lot of us and more people than not actually turn it on early for whatever reason. A lot of times it's just the wrong reason. It's just they they owe me or it's my money or whatever you want to look at it. And it's, you know, it's not something you can easily undo. So you want to make and you only get the one shot at undoing it anyway. There's a little mulligan, if you will. You get that one year to change your mind, but then you got to pay the money back. So it's just better to get a good strategy and plan in place ahead of time. So then, Matt, we move to 65, which is the universal kind of retirement. It's funny that the Social Security number doesn't match 65. It's funny that there's the early at 62, and our next one we'll talk about in a second. But 65 is considered that universal retirement, maybe because of Medicare, I guess. Yes, uh, Medicare eligibility happens at age 65. So that's the next notable age for retirement planning. And um, generally, there's still a lot of people working at age 65. So if you are working and um, you have health insurance through your employer, many times you still need to get together with somebody to talk about Medicare, to sign up for Medicare. And then uh, what happens is Medicare will become, can become a primary uh, provider for your insurance. And then what happens with your employment covered insurance is normally you'll get a supplemental policy instead of taking full benefits through the employer. Mm-hmm. Now, caution, you you definitely should meet with somebody to um, give you an estimate, to give you some ideas as far as which program is, is better and when, you know, do we want to sign up automatically for Medicare at age 65? I've had some clients in this situation where they stayed on their employer insurance as a primary and uh, didn't sign up just based on a coworker's suggestion. Oh, no, we got a great plan here. It's, I'm sure it's better than anything that Medicare will provide. Not necessarily so. 
Um, she ended up overpaying her insurance for many years. I have a, a friend who specializes in the Medicare and the supplemental policies, and I referred her over. Well, she was spending hundreds of dollars extra that she didn't need to spend if she would have just switched to Medicare at age 65. So yeah. you gotta you gotta do an analysis. Um, you want to make sure you got great coverage, and, and actually, there's a lot of pretty good coverage through Medicare. So it's a good program. Uh, it really is a good program. We just need to make sure that we're maximizing it the right way. Yeah. And you get your supplemental policies yeah. and then you got their part B and then you got the healthcare advantage programs. You got your prescription coverages and all that. So yeah. you got to take a good clean look at it and um, find out, but yeah, beware age 65. You want to be on time and sign up for that. Cause and it's uh, what like 64, like you really should be, cause you can, was it 64, nine months or something like that. So the so you really want to start strategizing before you turn sixty five, right? You do. Yep. Yeah. You want to talk to the Social Security office, and um, and then, like I said, talk to a benefit specialist. Uh, and I've got referrals for you if you need one that can help you analyze where you're at and and what you need to have in place for age sixty five when you turn. Yep. Okay. So then we go to full retirement age, which is sixty six or sixty seven, depending on your birthday. Yay. Congratulations. You've been working all these years. You put into the system and it's time for the system to start to pay you back. Um, back in the day, Mark, and maybe that's where the 65 came from. People were not eligible for social security until age 65, but when it was first introduced, but back in that time also, um, you know, there was a life expectancy of about 63. So most people when they were on, they were on social security for less than five years and then they passed away. But uh, since then, we've gotten to live longer, and we've gotten a lot of a lot healthier as a society. Um, those ages has expanded, and thus they've introduced the at age sixty two we talked about. But age sixty six to sixty seven is full retirement age, and it really depends on the years you were born. I won't go through all of those, but uh, again, we reference the Social Security Administration's website at ssa.gov. You can go ahead and find out what your full age is, whether it's sixty six in some months. And then based on uh, the year you were born, um, it may be, if you're younger, it's probably 67 is your full age. You can still go past your full retirement age and uh, you can defer your benefits up to age 70 and have them increase. So if you don't need social security, you don't need to file. If you defer that for a few more years, uh, you'll get what they say is equivalent of about an 8% uh, return per year for those additional few years. And by deferring, you can increase your benefit and actually take the maximum at age 70. Okay. Yeah. And then SOAR 70 is that maximization thing. That, and we used to have 70 and a half, but they moved that to 72. So let's talk about 72 because that's the big dog now. It is. Yes. Yeah, 70 and a half used to be the age, but now, um, thanks uh, a couple of years ago, it was already, man, time is flying by. Uh, they rolled back the age for required minimum distribution. So if you have a 401k or an IRA uh, qualified retirement plan that you put away into, uh, kind of the last of the notable ages is you, the IRS forces you at age 72 to begin withdrawing money out of your retirement plan according to the uniform life table. Um, and the IRS publishes that. So what happens, it starts out, I always I calculated, it's around three and a half to 4% of the balance of your IRA on December 31st, the year prior to you turning age 72. And there's a calculation done. 
Um, if you're invested with us, our custodians normally do the calculation for you and then let you know how much you are required to take out and pay taxes on. But for an example, if I have to take out $10,000 this year out of my IRA and pay taxes on it, uh, if I don't do that, there's a 50% penalty that the IRS will assess to you that, that following tax year when you do your taxes. And they say, if you didn't take out your required distribution, uh, you have to pay 5000 of the 10000 you were supposed to take just as a penalty. So it always, almost always works out that you should take out that required amount, mm-hmm. uh, pay taxes on it. So that's the last of the notable ages. And if you need help with figuring out uh, what that required distribution should be, um, definitely give us a call. We can calculate that for you. Uh, a lot of times if you're in, if you're a client, our, our custodians are calculating it and letting you know year by year how much you need to take out and pay taxes on. So uh, 72 is that notable age where you have to, again, start taking required minimum distributions from your IRAs. Yeah. And it, you got to make sure you do it because they, uh, they're kind of mean if you don't. So they yep. get- And a lot of people have a question, does that apply to my Roth? IRA? And the answer is no. No. Roth IRAs, once they've met their five-year rule and reached age 59 and a half, you can pull that money out whenever and it's tax-free because you already paid the taxes. So the IRS is not forcing you to take money out of Roth IRAs, you know, at age 72, like a traditional IRA. Exactly. So there you go. That's some notable birthdays as we get close to retirement for planning purposes. And if you've got questions, as Matt said, definitely reach out as we hit these milestones. We want to make sure that we're being as effective as we can be with those. And so if you're not already working with Matt, and if you're listening to this because you are, then fantastic. You're already being taken care of. But if not, then reach out to him, have a chat. You can call him, like you said earlier, at 989-401-2949 or just stop by GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's Matt's website, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Dot com And on there, you can find all sorts of good stuff. You can book some time with them. You can subscribe to the podcast. There's a podcast page. So you can find us on Google and uh, Google Podcasts and Apple and Spotify and so on and so forth. So all of it right there at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Matt, thanks for hanging out with me, my friend. I hope you uh, have a great week and I'm glad you had a good vacation and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mark. And thanks everybody for listening today. Um, we really appreciate you. And uh, as Mark said, you, you know how to contact us. So give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, even if it's just an update, chat about what's going on in life. There you go. Thanks. That sounds like a good idea. Chat about what's going on in life. It's always fun, right? That's right. That's right. We'll <laughs> see. All right. So we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey and myself. Thanks, folks. Catch you later. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.